to Dude Logic, the place for straightforward, no holes barred, informative, and entertaining banter. This podcast is a place for everyone, but man logic prevails. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm in the studio with AJ. What's going on, y'all? So happy to be back this week. Thanks again to all of you who've been tuning in and listening. Keep the comments coming back. You're the reason why we do this show, and you're the reason why the show is getting better and better every week. And we have a special phone-in guest, our friend from last podcast, D. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I'm back again. What's been on your mind, fellas? All right. This is D chiming in, y'all. One thing that's been killing me lately is all of the remakes from the 1980s. I just saw a preview on TV for the remake of RoboCop. I mean, granted, RoboCop was a great film. They did it three times. And it was it was exciting. It was fun. But... Have we run out of our creative juices that made us so great during that time frame that we have to remake everything that we've done from back then? I know there are some people that agree with that, some that won't, but I want to get your opinion, AJ. I mean, I actually disagree with you on this. I'm a big nerd, and I'm excited about the remake of RoboCop for this reason. When it was made, great idea, and it was executed pretty well. But guess what? Technology has stepped their game up since then. And to be able to remake it with the abilities that we have now graphically, and as far as technology is concerned, it could blow our minds. With the things that we have able, that we're able to do as compared back in in the 80s, I'm excited. This, from the standpoint of wanting to see bigger explosions, cooler gadgets, and hopefully more updated storyline. I think it'll be awesome. But see, but but that's my concern. See, back then it was futuristic to where we thought we would have something like that now. And if you keep representing the idea, basically, in my opinion, it's almost like you're redressing a wound. Well, we couldn't get to that point, but we're going to give you an even bigger fantasy to look forward to that may or may not happen, and, and you're just going to continue that cycle. It just doesn't make sense to me that we can't be original to be able to come out with, with something different. That's, that's, well, that's all I'm saying. I feel like you can't hold people responsible for the fact that Innovation doesn't happen every single day. There are going to be some that come out that blow our mind, and it's because it's something that we've never seen before, and they get their just due. Those are the ones that are going to be you know, Academy Award winners. Those are the ones that are going to win over, win over the critics and the hearts of the people who watch it. But you know what? Entertainment is entertainment. And, and sometimes seeing something that's been done before done better, or you know, in this case, done differently, is enough to get people into the movie theater. And that's really... At the end of the day, all studios care about. It's their bottom line. Can I make money doing this? If the answer is yes, then originality gets thrown out the window in lieu of how much money can I make with this film? I can't blame anyone for that because when it comes down to it, you have the opportunity to either go to the movies or decide not to They did. Remember Total Recall? How great that movie was in the 80s, and then they redid it, and it was a total flop? You run the risk, and, and I guess that, that's my whole point. You run the risk of hoping to recreate something, and ultimately you may or may not do it. What I, This is what I think they're doing. I think they're trying to, to regenerate popularity and, and fantasy through movies. The one thing they can't do in music because of all the sampling, and I think it's the same concept and theory that's being portrayed now into the movie industry. Let me ask you this, D. What do you think are the common elements that are in a song or in a movie or anything that actually lend it to being successful in a remake? I don't think, it, in music, I, I don't think it has the same uh, limit 
as a movie in the sense because music genre can reach different people from different different elements, different generations. Um, take for instance my son. I have a three year old son, Justice. Shout out to Justice. He likes jazz. He's never been introduced to it, but he likes it. So it is. I think music is a little bit different than movies because some people have particular tastes in movies, just like they do in music. But I think sampling is one of the biggest things that is, that has helped recreate that love. Uh, Marvin Gaye has been alive long after his his murder because people have sampled his music and they've been able to do it in such a way that it actually creates a new vibe with what is being merged with. Can that happen in movies? It can. Uh, Batman was redone. Batman was one of the first uh, movies that I was ever introduced to. Tim Burton's Batman, actually. They just had a 25th anniversary for that. That movie was phenomenal. The new Batman is different. It's not on the same edge, but you're talking to a comic book geek. So, of course, storylines aren't going to be exactly the same, but you have someone that knows what they're looking for. Yes, I followed that series and enjoyed it because it was similar to the Dark Knight comic book series. That's just my opinion. So one thing I've noticed, especially with music, there are some very obscure things that have been out there. And when popular artists go and sample their music, then it actually kind of elevates the status of the former artists. And so you get people really going back and discovering a lot of these different music uh, music pieces that we've had in the past that may not have gotten their appreciation at the time that they came out. I think that's a great point, Chris. You know, that's that's the thing. It can also happen within movies. Oftentimes when you recreate a movie like Robocop, which is getting ready to come out, people go back and they watch the original film and they get to see the original for how amazing it was and for what it was at that time. Uh, to see the remake and then to see both gives you both the positive and negatives from creating the, the actual remake. If anything, the fact that they are creating the movie has created dialogue between us. So there is some positive in that. I have nothing against it. Like I said, I think with music, uh, it, it, it does make you, you know, go back and look at things. I can remember, um, you know, when I heard uh, Wale's Love Hate and how he sampled Marvin Gaye. It was like, whoa, this is crazy. But it was a song I'd never heard by Marvin Gaye. So I, I think that it, it can create uh, this, this thirst for information, this, this lust for wanting more. But at what consequence? Our main topic has to do with the music industry, whether it's music business or just how people view music in general. And today we have a special guest on with us. It's DJ Demand, and he's representing Radar. Say hi to the people. What's going on, man? How y'all doing today? Man, we having a good time over here, man. Just so happy to have you on the show, sir. Absolutely. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate the love. So, DJ Demand, tell us a little bit about Radar. What's going on with that? Uh, Radar right now is really like the number one entity in music, my man. We uh, are originally a, a management company. My president is uh, Ray Daniels. He works at Epic Records. Um, and right now what we're doing is just uh, helping brand. That's what I do is help brand Radar to the streets and let them know, you know, they have a platform to get their music, you know, out there and heard. So um, that's really what's going on with that. Got big things going for 2014. We were the number one management company of 2013 BMI ASCAP award winner. 
Um, and we've pinned some of the best things that you've heard on the radio in a minute. Miley Cyrus, 23, Beyonce, I've been on, Kisses Down Low from Kelly Rowland, I'm Out from Nicki Minaj. So it's big things going off and big opportunities to become, you know, like, you know, hit makers and, and people who can really make an impact out here in this industry. And that's what I'm trying to bring to the people. So we wanted to start this topic out just by uh, talking about the music industry in general. So if you have a burgeoning musician, somebody who really wants to get into the game, what are some tips that you would give them? I, I, one of the main things I would tell them is to just be honest with themselves. Um, you know, being an artist, you're sensitive to your work. So it's hard to take criticism from anybody about, well, you need to do this better. You need to not do that. Or you need to market a certain way. Or you know what I'm saying? So it, it becomes difficult for them to really um, know the perspective to get better and to move themselves forward. So I would say the best thing to do is just be honest with yourself, you know, and, and know what you can achieve, know what you can accomplish. That way you can always grow and become a better artist. All right. So here on Dude Logic, we like to... We like to bring in a lot of things for science, society, and culture. And um, I've actually pulled up a, an article that was based on a science article. And this is just like the top 10 catchiest songs. And I just want you to give your opinion on this and, and how they did it and whether or not this stuff is, actually is catchy. So the methodology that they use, basically, what they found was that there's four main elements that number one, they contain a long and detailed musical phrase. Okay. Number two, the chorus of the hook has several pitch changes. Number three, the singers were male. And number four, there was a noticeable higher male vocal level. So what do you think about that? Are there certain things that you put into music to make it appealing to the crowds? No doubt. No doubt. I think um, that's, that goes into a lot of planning with, with any artist or really any song because, I mean, you see a lot of it nowadays where people are trying to imitate some of those same, you know, sounds, some of those same hits. A lot of things have long choruses or phrases so people can get, you know, a part of the music. That's what people, they want to be able to sing it. You know, if you can't understand what somebody's saying, no one's going to understand and be able to sing the song. So, um, I think a lot of that is is, is really, really true. Um, I, I think that a lot of those older songs definitely go into that, you know, of, of talking about and, and having at least a message or, or something along. And the male singer part, that's definitely changed nowadays. So it's a lot more females that would have a lot more songs that people would sing, you know. So I don't know, times have kind of changed on that end. But I think the methods that they put together on that it was, was, was definitely true. DJ the man, I have a question for you. Here it is. Uh, What's up? As an artist, you know you're constantly striving to stay ahead of the curve, to stay ahead of the next trend, to to be the trending topic, if you will. How do you, as an artist, as a DJ, remain current? You know, how do you make sure that you're the the, the name that everybody's continuing to talk about? It's just about like really adapting yourself. Music is all about that. Anybody who's been in the music game for a long time or wants to make an impact, they really are a chameleon. They really have an ability to change at any point. And that's not just only on the music. That's on marketing. That's on branding. That's on your message. You know, that's a, that's your image. Whatever it is, 
it's constantly changing. So I think to stay fresh, you have to embrace change and just know, you know, be one with your sound. Regardless of where other people are going, yeah, you can change, but stay consistent. That's that's the number one thing. Stay consistent in giving people a chance to know who you are, and they'll accept you even more. So you got guys like Kendrick Lamar coming out with his, what people call a diss record, but I don't really think it's that. Uh, just talking about getting back to the basis of hip-hop. What do you think about that movement? I mean, I think that's a strong movement. I think... Um, He's definitely a, the leader of that, you know, and, and trying to get the basis of good beats and good lyrics and a good message across. So I think it's it's high time. It'll definitely cut out a lot of uh, popcorn rappers and a lot of uh, people with their 15 minutes of fame, you know. What do you think their appeal is to the masses? I think the, the appeal is just, it, it's, it's for that segment. You know, I think... The masses that consume music, you know, you can always turn it off. I think that's the best thing about it. We live in a free country, you know, and even though you might see 2 chains all over the place, that's the way they decided to market him. You can always not listen to 2 chains, and even if you are listening to the radio, you can always cut the radio off. You know what I'm saying? I think he's a good party rapper. I think he's a good rapper, you know, regardless of, you know, having fun. You know, like, we're not always here to you know, be serious and change the world. Sometimes, you know, you need somebody just to, just, hey, just to turn up. <laughs> what do you think about music's effect on, on culture in general? Like, as you see cultural shifts and you see changes in the musical landscape and that they kind of come together with one another. Do you see yourself as a vehicle for a cultural movement? I, I do. I do. I think the parallels are paramount now at this point of how music can affect culture. And I think that kind of goes towards what you were stating before of, you know, like the impact of maybe a two chains. Maybe it might make people act a little bit more ratchet or, or seem like, you know, it's OK to turn up all the time or this, that and the other. But, you know, that's that's always on the individual you know what I'm saying? Your your culture and how things affect you, that's that's all on you. That's your choice. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think culturally, yeah, we've always been together, you know, like even from when it started in, in New York, you know, with, with LL and all that. It was a culture. Everybody looked like LL back in the day. So now everybody looks like 2 chains almost, you know? So it, it's definitely <laughs> together. They stayed together. It has never really changed, so... I actually uh, I have a question. Uh, you know, Chris and I had a conversation earlier and it came up that, you know, what is it? What is it that makes an album a classic? Like, what is that album that that 20 years later you can listen to it and it still impacts you the same as it did the day you first listened to it? Like what makes an album a classic? I think the timing and the effort involved. Um, I think it's easy to say like Doggy Style and AT, uh, AT Aliens is a classic. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like we, we can definitely say that no matter what. Shout out to Outkast, um, AT Aliens. Always, 2014, they coming back heavy. Yes, sir. Coachella. <laughs> um, but, you know, we know we know the kind of music that they had at that time and the impact that it had because nobody was really doing that. So I think that that involves so it's a classic. But not only that, just the music period. You know, it impacts the fans, but the music was great at those time periods when they were making it. So I think a classic also gives insight in the themes of the time. 
You know, like we can look back exactly. on maybe Good Kid, Mad City from 10 years from now and really be able to say it was classic because of the time period when Kendrick Lamar came across, you see he's opened up hip hop, you know? So uh, even like Ready to Die from Biggie, it's a classic because he put it all on the line. He had um, Notorious Thugs, that was a Cleveland sound, Sky is the Limit, 112, Cool R&B, Hypnotize, everybody remembers Hypnotize, that was just like a, a huge music record. And mm -hmm. I mean, like going back to Cali, he was making a diss record talking to Tupac, but he made a Cali record at the same time. So yeah. I think really making your mark in the time period, that's what makes a classic. Okay, I wanna ask you, is there any funny story just being in the music industry that, you know, something that you've seen done or something that you've heard? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, everybody out here is such a character. I, I can't think of anything off top of my mind, but it's always something. It's always something consistently going on um, out here. I guess I, I, I could tell this one. Um, I know somebody, it's a big name artist here, whatever, and they necessarily wasn't doing what they needed to be doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like just musically and even business wise. And uh, I just, I, I heard that somebody had just talked to them like all kind of crazy and just said like, you not hot. Whoever it is that you dating right now is not hot. And I mean, this person is, is like big. So the fact that somebody just told them to their face, it was pretty epic to me. Like, I'm not even going to lie. So that's the only thing I could really think of off top. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these people, they walk around and think they, you know, they, they, they bout it. And, you know, you just get the stories about them not really being out there like that or not up to par. So that's, that's really kind of like the funniest thing to me. I mean, we could always talk about the females or the women. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, you know, you're welcome to do that here on Dude Logic. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want no incrimination going on, so we'll hey, just hey. leave it at that. I appreciate you on that, sir. So you telling me that what we see on reality TV is actually not far from the truth? Oh, well, <laughs> you know what? That's, <laughs> it's a double-ended sword. It's uh, made for TV, but... Them cats really do carry themselves in that way, man. I, I can't believe some of them go on there and have situations and stuff that's that's really that sloppy, man. Like I I, I couldn't believe that they would carry themselves in a business manner, but still be out here messing around with these women folks and have it be so messy. You're gonna mess around with them, but don't let it be messy. That's dude logic. I can feel that. <laughs> that's dude logic. Exactly. I feel that, sir. Thank you. DJ Demand, we have this thing on the show that's called the Urban Dictionary Word of the Day. What is a word that's used often in your industry that many of our listeners may not know? The Urban Dictionary Word of the Day is... The one that I've got to put out there that I was... I was saying, because I heard some artists say it, and, and cats are starting to say it now, but it's the truest thing that I ever heard is thought. Thought is the word, man. Like, it, it's an acronym, T-H-O-T, and it stands for these hoes out there. And, you know, I, I, it, 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 it's true. Like, you know, it's just one of them words. Like, it's not trying to be derogatory towards the females or whatever, but I feel like it just kind of, it puts them in their place. Like, it, that hoe out there. So, I mean, if that hoe out there, she's a thought. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's a strong statement, sir. 
<laughs> I mean, no, I'm just saying, like, no disrespect to them and what they're doing. But if you see them and they out there, then they already, you you pretty much got two letters. If she a hoe and she out there, that, you know, I mean, there we go. She a thought. So that's my that's my word of the day for you guys. The Urban Dictionary word of the day is... Urban Dictionary word of the day. Thought. Thought. Yes, sir. Thought. As a DJ, I know you get different exposures than normal artists do. So, you know, let's say you play in a club or something. What do people do? Like, what are some extreme things that people do when you're DJing? Well, okay, let's get this list together. Um, You never request anything from the DJ. It's not the 80s anymore. We don't do that. Um, I think that's just like that. Uh, that ain't extreme, but that's just annoying. Um, just the thirsty <laughs> eyes and and the way that the, that the females will choose in the club. I mean, they'll come up, they'll leave, they'll leave their boo to come up there to you. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, they ain't got no questions to ask me. I'm working. What you got to come up here and talk to me about, baby? You got a business card? You 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 got an artist? You got something, you know? So, I mean, that, I mean, you see it all the time. Strip club. I've been in, I was at Magic City not too long ago, and I seen the cat ready to pick up the ones off the floor. That's like a man law, dude logic, like, no, no. You do not go to the strip club and pick up the ones that's on the ground. So, I've seen that. Yes, man that's, law that's violation, a, sir. Man law violation. That is a huge one. So, I mean, you know, it's always ratchet things going on in the club. But, you know, when you working and focused like me, you try to block them out. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of male groupies out there who be in the club looking at the dudes harder than the and, and then the women. You know what I'm saying? Trying to see what you're about. So, I mean, it's it's all kind of ratchetness that can go on like like quick in the club. You look up and it's it's just too much. So it's it's a, it's a constant. It's very interesting to me how the music industry can change the colloquialisms that we use in popular culture. There's a very strong effect on it. How do you feel about the meteoric rise of the usage of the, the word ratchet? It seems to have taken over both music and popular culture. How did that happen so quickly? You known about ratchet folks for like early 2000s because them folks in New Orleans once came up with ratchet. You know what I'm saying? Like they would always say ratchet, ratchet. Uh, what's in that Hurricane Chris? Didn't he have a song called Ratchet or something like that? So, you know what I'm saying? Like once things kind of take off and people start acting, I don't know why anybody would want to be ratchet, you know, like or describe people as ratchet. You know, it just kind of take over. You know, women sometimes need other things to say. So, you know, they'll just start, oh, that's ratchet, girl. Ooh, them shoes ratchet. Ooh, that store is ratchet. Ooh, this weather is ratchet. You know, it's like, okay, okay. We get it. It's it's ratchet. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, it, it happens like that. It starts somewhere and it just takes over. And next thing you know, everything is that. Everything is turned up now. You know what I'm saying? Like, we started, or, you know, when we was growing up, I should say, uh, turn up was, was something when we was like 18, almost 19 years old. Roscoe Dash would say turn up. We almost 10 years later, it seems like, and, you know, people is up here talking about turn up. So it, it comes back around, and we'll probably be like, you know, 50, and cats will start saying turn up again. So take us through the first time you met someone who was extremely famous in the in the industry. Man, I didn't even know who it was. 
<laughs> I was um I was in my office building, um, actually for radar, um, and uh, I was just sitting there, and um, you know, I, I'm taking a humble approach. You know, I'm not sitting here with thirsty eyes and nothing like that, trying to see who I might see, and uh, it, it's it's really difficult to really you know know it when you see it because you know you're in a whole different mind space. So I mean, I see this nice look looking young lady, you know, just kind of walking, and I was talking to somebody else who was uh, in the office. I'm busy talking to him and just trying to you know, just get my network on and, you know, and um, I got a little distracted. That's why I'm, I'm thinking about her now and I'm getting distracted. I know y'all wondering who this person is that could have me over here almost. Okay. So she comes up and uh, she's, she says, hey to everybody. Hey. And she's actually leaving the building. And okay. the guy who was uh, who I was talking to, he was like, yo, was that Christina Million who just walked by? And I was like, yeah, man. Like, and he was dang. <laughs> I didn't even think she looked like that. She don't look all that to me. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm sitting here and I ain't paying attention to you, bruh. I'm too busy looking at her. Like, just too busy looking her in her face. Wow, so you're saying Christina Million is as bad as she was on TV when we grew up. That's just exactly how she looks in real life. Pretty much. Uh, and I mean, she's got like oh, wow, an air to her that was like, she seems cool. You know what I'm saying? So cool plus being very attractive is is nice. <laughs> it's a rare combination. Yeah, it's, it's a, a combination. wonderful combination. It's a win- so we have on Do Logic what we call a bell ringer. So, you know, when you said Christina Million's name, we rang the bell. Mm-hmm. All right. Are there any other bell ringers that you want to bring out there? Ooh. Oh, Ooh, this is going to be an interesting one right here. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chris, for asking that insightful question. You are so intelligent, sir. <laughs> I mean, dang, another bell ringer like that. You know, I'm actually not like a celebrity whore. Like, you know, I don't sit around, look at the women and be like, oh, I'm going to get her because I feel like I, you know, I could just because I, I work in a position to be like, okay, I could see her. So I don't really be tripping like that. But if I had, I don't know. I'm sitting a bell ringer. Like, I got something different. Like, I'm thinking of a bell ringer. Of, like, I want to ring her bell. So I'm just thinking like that. Um, we talking about someone who's worthy of ringing the bell. Like, it, they got to be there intellectually. Oh, like a bell, bell ringer. I get you. Yes. I get you. Um, Like a game changer. I'm t- oh, I tell you who's one for me, a new one, is Janae Akio. She is so little and so cute. Uh-huh. Like, I yes. was just... I yes, mean, I'm a fan as well. I'm a fan as well. That uh, Sail Away with uh, Childish Gambino. I like that yes. track. That's a good one. Yes, she is definitely um, someone I like to have a conversation with late night. <laughs> ah, I, I cannot blame you, sir. Cannot blame you. <laughs> she looked like she got some things to talk about, and I'm willing yes, to listen. Yes, I... Hey. Hey, Chris, I do believe that is an excellent suggestion for the bell ringer. Can I get a, bing, a bell ring, sir? AJ, who you be <laughs> ringing your bell about? I want to know who y'all, who do y'all ring the bell about? Don't just ask me the Uh-oh. questions. This is too logic. Okay, okay. I want to know. Chris, I'm going to let you go first, sir. Man, I think we've talked about a bell ringer on the show, uh, on the first podcast, actually. Uh, Sanaa Lathan, man, she's like the... She's the classic bell ringer. Mm, strong out the I gate, sir. I was thinking her. 
I was thinking her. Like I was like, she she's she's pretty sweet. Like <laughs> I got you know, I got a few out there. I'm not gonna lie. Um is a f- I got a, a but you know what? That these these ladies are are up there, I I feel. So uh the first one I think it's already been documented. Uh I, I definitely have a deep respect for this young lady, Janelle Monet. <laughs> She does it oh, in a would, different way. You would ring her bell? Like, I mean, I know she's talented yeah. and she's smart. But... Yeah, no. I mean, she does it in a different way than everybody else. It's it's, it's a, a quality about her that, that says lady to me, you know? Oh, that's the fact what's up. You can came... take off that suit and make it happen. Logic. That's what's up, dude. Logic, ring the bell. <laughs> ring the bell. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, sir. All right. All right. The next one... Um. I actually was going to go with Rihanna completely Ooh. the other way on that one, but <laughs> yeah. very much a bell ringer. Since you just mentioned her, Whoa. I got to I gotta put in a, a last minute bell ringer. I've got to put in my last okay. minute bell ringer. Just go, I with my say, just go with my first one. I don't, I don't know about this woman's mental. I, I believe I could get good conversation out of her. I don't know if she can like do a, a puzzle. Or solve the equation or nothing, but Iggy Azalea, oh, I'm DJ at DJ underscore demand. She can follow me right now. <laughs> it, ooh, okay, that is very interesting. Yes, all right, that one came out of left field, and I appreciate it. <laughs> it's a good one. I appreciate that, sir. No doubt. We're gonna move on to a new segment that's called "Did You See That." And basically what this is, is we're going to talk about an event that's occurred within the past few weeks or so. And we're just going to give our take on it. So, did you see that? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, baby doll. <laughs> oh, I, I got a good one. Did you see that? This past weekend marked the 25th anniversary of Tim Burton's Batman with Michael Keaton plays Batman. Now, you talk about an all-star cast, Jack Nicholas himself, the original Joker. I mean, this movie was phenomenal. I still have the VHS. I'm surprised it still plays as much as I watch this movie. The Batman series has even taken another step in going into the Dark Knight series, which came out of the comic book realm. Now, for those that know Batman like we do, yes, none of the storylines have kind of made sense because they haven't been exact, but they've always kept us interested and wanting more. Tim Burton, you started this journey, and after 25 years, you've been able to maintain people's interest in the original. And that, sir, shows that not only great marksmanship, but a great idea that many would like to follow. Thank you, Tim Burton, because you and your cast have given us something that we can look forward to and something that we can look back on with respect. 25 years, movie industry, very, very remarkable. I know you've seen it. Did you see that? I know everyone knows about the Affordable Care Act and about all the problems that have taken place before with enrollment and about the under-enrollment that's taken place before this January 1st, uh, 2014 deadline. But there's one thing that's very hidden within here. This actual deadline and people having a waiting period before getting their health care actually requires insurers and pharmacies to provide very creative ways to provide services to their clients. And so what we're seeing is that a lot of health insurers are allowing newly enrolled consumers 
who are awaiting the completion of their enrollment to pay later. And then you got chains like CVS and Walgreens who are giving out prescriptions at no upfront costs. But come on, these are businesses. They can't be doing this out of the goodness of their own heart. They can't be doing this just for pure humanitarian reasons. But the real reason that they're doing this is because they're seeing this as an opportunity to land more business and to build good relationships with new paying customers. And so you can see that there's this dynamic where businesses are seeing a grand opportunity to bring in different customers. I think it's a little shady, but others may think that it's just good business practice. What do you think? I know you saw that. Did you see that? I would be remiss if I did not talk about the Indianapolis Colts Kansas City Chiefs game that I just saw. It will go down as one of the greatest games ever in the history of the NFL. The largest comeback I think I've seen on TV in the playoffs. The Indianapolis Colts being down 38 to 10 early in the third quarter. Andrew Luck put his team on his back and decided that the enough was enough and the comeback began. The offense began to do what they were unable to do the entirety of the first half and started putting points on the board. And magically, the Indianapolis Colts defense stepped up and began to stop Kansas City over and over again. Numerous threes and outs. They picked up turnovers when they needed it, and it was a coordinated effort back into the game. The second to last touchdown Indianapolis scores the ball gets fumbled on the goal line. And all you need is a little bit of luck. Here comes Andrew Luck to pick up the fumble and dive across the goal line to score and bring them within one score of Kansas City. And as if it was written in a script, Andrew Luck throws a touchdown on the last drive to win the game 45-44. to I know you saw that. Did you see the amount of females that completely disappeared off of Instagram over the last couple of weeks. I think it's because it got cold outside. I'm not too sure about it. I'm not too sure if it's boo season. I don't know if it's Christmas. I don't know if it's New Year's. But I think it's funny that the second it gets cold outside and it becomes all of a sudden cuffing season, they're downloading Fabulous's mixtape. They're sitting up there all booed up. They're going off the Instagram. They'll, they will be liking AJ's Meltdown and DJ The Man and Do Logic soon enough once they get done with whoever they're dealing with. I know you saw that. <laughs> oh, wow, sir. You took it. You took it there. You took, you took it there, dude. Logic. Wow. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, we logically saw that. I mean, I don't know about you, but my likes have went down. But I've been seeing a couple of creepers that come up at 2 and 3 in the morning. I'm like, oh, now you want to like something. What else do you like? You know? Come on, man. Keep it real. <laughs> Our next segment is called AJ Scripes, and it's where AJ talks about anything that's bothering him. So what's your gripe, AJ? AJ Scripes. AJ Scripes. AJ Scripes. Oh, man, I've been waiting all week for this one because this came from a little incident that I had uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wait, hold up. It happens every single day of my life now. I am tired of you people getting on social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc., and telling everything about your personal life and the person that you're in a relationship with. These passive-aggressive shots at your boyfriend or girlfriend have to stop. 
I'm tired of hearing about how you're alone on Saturday night because so-and-so forgot to call me or how you wish that she would have memorized your birthday or some other ridiculous random reason why you're mad at that person today. Like if you would just take it off of social media and speak to the person you're actually mad at. Like I'm tired of having to read it. It doesn't help anybody but yourself. And really at the end of the day, it's not helping you. Like if you actually took the time to tell the person that you're in a relationship with, that you have an issue, then the two of you could address that issue. But until then, you're just going to get a whole bunch of other people weighing in on it and telling you all the wrong information. And I just don't care. No one does. So stop. We don't want to hear it anymore. Uh, I love y'all. I love love. All of that good stuff. But if I have to hear one more person say, I hate so-and-so because they didn't do what I wanted them to do. I'm just going to get rid of you on my Facebook page. I'm just letting it be known. That's AJ's grabs for the week. Hopefully, some of y'all are feeling the same way I'm feeling, too. Thank you, AJ. I think you you done opened up the doors right there. So, you know, do logic. Y'all invited me to, you know, talk about some things of this, that, and the other. But I think one thing that we got to give a PSA about, do not, do not, do not sit up there and talk about I'm new in 2014. You are not new. You should have been doing new things in 2013 so you could do new things in 2014. You are not all of a sudden about to become the super business owner if you didn't do no business in 2013. You need to go pick up a book. You need to go to a library. You need to learn. You need to do some research. You need to read. If you want to lose weight in 2014, you're going to have to put down the McDonald's, okay? You're going to have to say no to the Burger King. He doesn't rule you, okay? Neither does Dairy Queen. Neither one of those are your rulers. You need to get up and change something. If you want to sit there and be an artist, you want to make it like that, hey, make some good music. Don't sit around and get your mama to listen to it and your cousins to support you and this, that, and they know it's bad. Don't do that. Be honest with yourself. Take chances. Do different things in 2014. That's the only way anything different is going to happen to you. And that's DJ The Man letting you know the truth. AJ's Gripes. AJ's Gripes. AJ's Gripes. All right, thanks, gentlemen, for another great show. Uh, we'd like to thank our special phone-in guest, D, for coming on the show. Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks again for having me on Dude Logic. Uh, definitely loving it. For those who want to follow me, you can hit me up on Twitter, DShaneATL. That's D-S-H-A-N-E-A-T-L. Uh, definitely hit me up. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Always have some good topics, deep in thought, questions, uh, new music, everything. So follow me, follow you back, have some great information out there. And we'd also like to say a big thank you to DJ Demand. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much, DJ Demand. We're glad that you were able to come in. And we uh, just have to say, uh, a person like you, I know you're staying busy these days. So much respect for giving us the time to uh, ask you the questions that we asked you and to to vibe through this conversation, man. You know, is there anything that you'd like to shout out? Any projects that you have going on? Because we we just love that this is a forum to be able to support good people. So what is, what do you have going on? Uh, right now, my man, I appreciate you. First of all, um, right now is the on the radar mixtape that'll be coming. The first installment will be coming around February. That's presented by Radar, and you know. Okay. Um, Okay, so just in time for Valentine's Day. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? For when you ain't got, you know, whatever you got, you just need to turn up some music and, and say, you know, forget you, lady. You know what I'm saying? I'll see you on the 15th. 
<laughs> it's that kind of vibe, you know. We 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 groundbreaking over here. Um, okay, all right. Catch me on uh, Twitter, DJ underscore the man. Instagram under the same handle. Uh, productionscom You can check out all my mixes, all my events. If you want to catch me in the city, you can catch me on there. Nd-productions.com. Make sure you just connect with me and the Radar family. We out here in the streets. And salute dude logic. I love y'all guys. All right. And our friend AJ, you got anything going on? I'm excited to put another podcast in the tank, y'all. I just want to go ahead and say thank you very much to DJ Demand for coming in and blessing us with his presence and his his, you know, his candor and, and the conversation. And uh, I just want to go ahead and say if anybody's looking for me, you can always catch me on Twitter at AJ's Meltdown. That's AJS meltdown at twitter on instagram at aj underscore the underscore trainer and as always you can check me out and follow what's going on in my life on my blog at aj's meltdown.com just real quick yeah yeah your name aj your name sounds like a sandwich okay i'm done (laughs) (laughs) hey man uh you know the people out there that uh yeah never mind uh we're gonna leave that one alone we're just going to have to leave that one alone. And for the show, you can find us on www.dudelogicpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at, at DudeLogicPod. That's at DudeLogicPod. You can find us on Instagram at DudeLogicPod. On Facebook at the Dude Logic Podcast. And you can also find us on iTunes under the Society and Culture section. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next time. See ya. See ya. Love y'all. Talk to you next week. It's just a dude's way.